Whew, we're back. Weird Wednesday, volume 32, May 19th. Before I ask you how you're doing, I want you to know I battled through cracking that beer right there because I had it under my fingernail and it was like bending my fingernail. And I was like, you know what? We're at a point where I either got to do it or I got to back out. And I was going through with it. I looked away from the screen momentarily and didn't realize that we were starting. Took me a second to process what was going on there. So, you know, compliments to me. Also compliments to you. Michael, how you doing? Compliments to the chef, too. Um, Amen. <laughs> I am doing good. Made it to Wednesday, cracking open a beer, talking with you. Not much to complain about. White Sox absolutely just fucked the Twins the last night as we're as we're recording this. So Monday night, they fucked oh, them. I, I, I thought you were I thought you were preemptively talking about. The I'll game. probably preemptively talk about it too. We also again <laughs> fucked the Twins. So we'll see. But yeah, how you it. doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Okay. I, uh, like you said, just made it to Wednesday. Having a great day. Ready to talk some little, a little bit of interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, back to our normal routine here. I have no idea what's going on. Also, I hope there's not too much background noise. I got my window wide open right now because it's getting nice out. So if you hear anything in the background, that's just Mother Nature. It's fine with me. Okay. Birds are chirping. There you go. So what are we talking about today, Jack? We're talking Amelia Earhart today. Ah, airplanes. Airplanes. Kind of a callback to the Bermuda Triangle episode a little bit, but not really. But, you know, we're talking airplanes. We're talking, you know, her background, her life story. And then we're getting into a little conspiracy about, you know, what might have actually happened. You know? Okay. Giving her the whole, giving the whole rundown, everything about her, up into her, her death, disappearance, however you want to classify it. Sweet. Let's get into it. All right. So, a little background on her. She was born July 24th, 1897 in Kansas. Uh, and she kind of, like, grew up just around the Midwest. It didn't really have, like, a permanent home. Um, but one of the things that, like, kind of y- you should remember is that, like, during the time that she was growing up, women uh, at the time were not looked at as, like, equal, per se, comparatively speaking to men. Um, so she was kind of already had, like, a chip on her shoulder just starting out as a kid. Um, and she grew up like a tomboy and really didn't conform to the quote-unquote like normal feminine activities that many people, you know, that the like stereotypical society back then would kind of conform to. Um, however, when she was a young adult, she did have to conform a little bit uh, and probably more than what she kind of wanted to do. And she was actually a nurse during World War I. Um, and this is something that I found kind of crazy because you just like didn't need a degree or like a certification at all it was literally just like oh like you're a woman you're gonna be a nurse yeesh so i didn't know that either yeah so she had to be a nurse for a little bit um and when she was 23 years old uh she flew in an airplane for the first time and like immediately falls in love with it um and from then on she knew that she wanted to be a pilot and would spend like basically the rest of her life working towards that goal so really didn't take that long she took like flying lessons for like a year um and in july of uh in july of 1921 when she was just 24 years old she bought her first plane so it's like a tiny two-seater plane uh and this was like the first with this plane it was the first record she ever broke um she went 14,000 feet high in this plane um 
it's something that I was like, because I have no idea anything about planes or whatever, so I was like looking up how high planes fly now. Isn't, it's isn't about like, like 42,000 feet. It's like a third of what they normally fly at. Yeah. So, again, still very low. Um, but this was kind of like, in a way, put her on the map, per se, as like someone who is a, you know, skilled pilot, um, not only for a woman, but just for anybody at that time in general. Um, and like I said, this success got her, uh, the attention of this, like, kind of like group of individuals, I would call it like a conglomerate of sorts. Uh, and nice word. yeah, big words. I did my research, uh, who wanted to pay a woman pilot to do a transatlantic flight. So one of the things that I just like, like, it's tragic, but I kind of laughed at to myself, not even gonna lie when I was doing research. They were like, uh, yeah, so this group, they were, like, having trouble finding the right person, um, the, like, the suitable candidate, like, nobody really wanted to do it, and this is because the previous three women that they hired all died making this flight, and I was like, well, yeah, that'll do it, that'll fucking do it, you know, three, three people died doing what you're trying to get other people to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that, like, not a lot of people would actually enjoy doing that. Explains why you're having a hard time. (laughs) They're all like sitting around like the boardroom, like fuck. Why don't you think we can get anybody to do this? So we got in the corner. It's like, uh, maybe because the last three people died. Shut up, Ted. Shut up. We're trying not to make that known. Shut up. You know, you know what's something else that I want to bring up real quick. A little bit of a tangent. Um, people back in the day, uh, like I don't understand. Like you hear these stories. Amelia Earhart buys her first plane at twenty-four. Mm-hmm. You hear about like. You know, people our grandparents' age who at 24 had a house and four kids already. Yeah, that's Dude, crazy. I'm past 24, and I'm nowhere near being in the spot. I'm right at 24, and I'm like an idiot. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the heck were people doing back in the day? How, how did they do all this stuff? Uh, life expectancy? I don't know. <laughs> Beats me. Yeah, you're just trial by fire, kind of just thrown in there, you know? Yeah, seriously. So... Getting back to the story, like I said, uh, this group was having trouble like finding someone to do this. However, Earhart jumps at the opportunity, uh, and she completes it. She does it. She does her first transatlantic flight. Uh, not only did she complete it, but she overcame like a lot of obstacles along the way. There was a leak in her fuel gauge. There was ice on the wings. And even towards the end of her trip, uh, her engine had a small fire, but she was still able to complete the trip. So not only was she the first woman to ever do this, but this also demonstrated that she was like an extremely skillful and resourceful pilot and was very well versed in dealing with like difficulties and like problems that would come up during the flight. And this kind of like cemented her as like, again, one of, if not the best pilots at the time, not only for a woman, but just in general, like she was very, very good at flying in general. Um, so this, like, skyrockets her fame, basically. Um, and so she becomes, like, an instant overnight, like, sensation. And it actually gets the attention of one of the members, George Putman, who was a businessman and a publicist. And so he sees all this fame coming into Earhart. He starts making her, he's, he's having her write books, everything like that. So she is, like, you know, cream of the crop, top, like, A-list celebrity for the time being. So these two actually, a little just side note, go on to get married later in life. So, oh. you know, a little happy love story for you right there. 
Okay, didn't know that either. Yeah. So, uh, again, Amelia goes on, like, to continue, like, breaking records, and this only, like, increases her, like, fame. Uh, but as you continue to break these records, you know, you're searching for more records to break. Um, so, she decides that she is going to circumnavigate the world. She's going to be one of the first people to circumnavigate the world, fly around the world. Yep. Um, so, this flight that she has planned, there's like over 20 stops. Um, if you were to complete it, it would have been around 29,000 miles that she traveled, and the entire trip would have been around 40 days. Which is, again, something that is crazy to me, because like... Like, you can fly, like, or halfway around the country in, like, 19 hours now. Right. It's like, uh, this took her, like, a month, like, over a month to do. And, like, you can, like, fly around the world in, like, a day and a half. Yeah. Which is just nuts to think about. Um, so, the expedition that she's gonna go on is her and her navigator. It's just two people. Um, and the plane that they used was actually specially modified to carry about five times the normal amount of gas. So a normal plane can carry around, I believe at the time was, I want to say it was like 200 gallons, maybe 200 gallons of fuel. And this plane that they had could carry around a thousand gallons. Here's another thing. When, you know how we go back on, on different sorts of measurements that we don't understand Uh acres to be as an example, you could have told me any amount of gallons that of fuel that a plane carries. Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you. I there's part of me that thinks it's 200 tons, but no, then like no there's way. no way that it's 200 tons. No way. But there's part of me that actually thinks that. No shot. Not back in the day. I kind of want to just like look this up right now, but dude, many, like uh, there's there's part of me that like legitimately thinks that it was 200 tons. Well, now I like how many gallons does a plane carry today, dude? Again, I have no fucking clue. Oh, there's an ad. <laughs> oh, oh, here wait, we go. One sec. Hold up. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. If it's the last thing I do, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. What? Oh, there's another ad. Is it tons? Am I right? A, a, a 747 today burns approximately one gallon of fuel every second it's in the air. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I am right. It is tons. This one says This one says 10 to 11 tons today. Maybe it was gallons. I don't fucking know. All I know is that the plane that she had was, you know... Okay, a thousand pounds. Pounds okay. of fuel. Okay, a little there bit in go. the middle. So, so today's today's seven forty seven holds four hundred seven thousand pounds of gas, or just under sixty one thousand gallons. Okay, which is also crazy to just think about the difference in like the, what she was using and what we use now. Okay, back on track. Sorry. All I'm saying is this is, this plane is specially modified to make this trip. Yep. Um. So, on May 21st, 1937, Amelia and her navigator start on their most ambitious flight yet to circumnavigate the world. Um, so, during this trip, you know, she's making all these stops around the 
around the world, and it's supposed to start in California and end in California, and then she flies across the United States, um, basically down to, like, the east coast of South America, up across Africa, and then so on and so forth. Um, And so they get to New Guinea, and uh, they get to a place called Lae, New Guinea, and they refuel, and they have a full tank of fuel when they start this, and this is on July 2nd, 1937, so this is already 42 days into her trip, mm-hmm. which is longer than previously expected, but they are, you know, basically leaving this place, New Guinea, and they're supposed to fly to, like, this small island a little bit east of New Guinea, okay. but, so it's like, I, I believe it was like an 18-hour flight to this small island, um, so... Everybody who's done, like, research on this plane that they had said that she had enough fuel to fly for 24 hours straight. So, even if you, like, somehow, like, kind of fuck up and miss this island, you still have another six hours worth of fuel that you realistically should have. Yeah. You know, in your tank. Um, So, also when they left, the radio operator in New Guinea made a schedule with Amelia to make contact every hour. So, during their trip, Earhart says, makes like the callback and says they climbed, they were cruising at first, in the first two hours at 7,000 feet, and then in the third hour she says that we climbed to 10,000 feet, um, but doesn't really give any reason why. However, this would make fuel usage uneconomical. So basically, like, you're losing more fuel than you would have previously expected to because I believe there were very strong, like, headwinds. So it would slow the plane speed but be using more fuel because it would take more of, like, power and generation of power to get that plane to fly at that same amount of speed. So, like I said, they don't really know why. Um, And so when they're flying, there's a, like, a boat that is sitting outside the island that they were supposed to come to uh, to be refueling at. And this boat was said to establish communication um, with Amelia and her navigator when they got close, which they did. However, one of the last transmissions that Earhart sends is gas is running to the boat that they get. And it's like early in the morning. She says, gas is running low. We must be on you, but we cannot see you. So... She is basically saying, like, hey, we're running low on fuel. Like, my, like, you know, navigation says that we should be, like, right over the top of you or very close to you, but we can't see you. Yeah. So, immediately you're starting to be like, all right, it's not, that's probably not good, you know? Someone messed up. Yeah. But the flip side of that is at least it's good enough to the point of where they, she's close enough to make communications with them. Right. However, her last transmission ever that was sent says, is the transcription is, we are on the line 157, 337, which I guess is like a line of like latitude, longitude type of thing. Um, We will repeat message. We will repeat this on 6,210 kilocycles weight. And then so they said that her voice in this transmission was described as frantic. So, people kind of come to the conclusion of, you know, that wait at the end wasn't like, hey, wait for us to repeat this. It was like, oh, wait, what the fuck is that? And then it just cut out. Oh, no. 
Yeah. So that's the last ever recorded transmission from her. Um, so after they get this, and I, I believe this is about 9 in the morning when they get this transmission, Earhart, her navigator, and their plane were never heard from or seen ever again. Mm-hmm. So she disappears, basically. And so basically there are uh, three like theories, basically, as to what happened. So the first theory is just very like kind of cut and dry. It's that um, her and her navigator ran out of gas and crashed northwest of their destination. Okay. Basically, they didn't make it. They were like, oh, fuck, we're going down, crashed in the ocean. Plane sunk. They all died. You know, nothing's ever to be found. They said that the water or, like, the depth around there is about, like, 20,000 feet deep. However, they have done, like, sonar sweeps of that area and haven't found anything. So, I guess you can kind of, you know... Maybe rule that out? Yeah, maybe, maybe not rule that out. Um, But there's really no evidence either way, like I said. So, that theory is basically just, like, cut and dry. If you believe it, you believe it. If not... And I feel like that is also the, uh, like, very stereotypical what we are taught in school, is that they just kind of, like, crashed and died. Nobody, like, knows where they are. Yeah. Um, Next two ones are a little bit more... A little bit more into the conspiracy. A little bit more, ooh, what's going on here type of thing. Okay. Um, Theory number two. They became castaways on an island called... Uh, Nikumarumaru. Uh, oh, no, Nikumaroro. Yeah, something like that. Don't, <laughs> don't hold me to the pronunciation. Uh, which is an island is southeast of their destination. So, completely in the opposite direction of what Theory 1 says where they ended. However, yeah. this island is along the 157-337 line of positioning. So, the exact line that they said she comes in saying that they're on this island is um on that line so what they think is that amelia was losing fuel uh like knew that they weren't gonna make it to the island that they were supposed to go to sees this island and basically uses it as like an emergency landing strip um and if you look at this island it kind of looks like a u like that comes in like the island is a u itself and then there's like water in the middle of it basically so yeah. they, they think that it was, like, low tide during this time. So she used, like, basically the bottom of the ocean to land her plane, basically. Um, so there actually is a little bit of, like, evidence, per se, to back this up or at least add fuel to the fire. Unironically, pun intended, because two years later, a British colonial officer, Gerald Gallagher, found the remains of a campsite on the island... Uh, and the remains of a tool that was used to determine longitude and latitude based on, like, stars. So, obviously, Ooh. somebody was there. Yeah, okay. So, not only did he find the remains of a campsite, there was also a partial human skeleton that was found on the island. Ooh, um, so, he brings back the bones uh, and has this guy test them to, you know, kind of see what they say. Which, again, I don't know how they can figure out all this stuff by testing bones. But this guy comes back and he's like, yeah, these bones were from a short, stocky man of European descent, which rules out Earhart and her navigator. However, right after doing the test on these bones, the guy who did it just cremates them. So nobody else can do any research on the bones that they brought back. 
come on, what was he thinking? Yeah, so a little bit weird there. However, he did record a bunch of the measurements of all the bones that he took. So there are still, like, the bones aren't there themselves, but the measurements are. So you can basically, like, hypothetically recreate the bones yeah. that he had. Yeah. So recently, a group basically did that and went back and looked at the measurements of the bones, uh, and they came to the conclusion that the bones could have actually belonged to a slightly above average height woman of European descent, which rules back in Earhart. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. um, the theory as to you know why are there only partial bones, whereas the rest of them, uh, kind of fucked up. So it, it talks about these coconut crabs that are like uh, that live on this island. Um, and so if you don't know what a coconut crab is, they're fucking terrifying. Uh, they can grow up to three feet in length, uh, and they can crush a coconut with their pincers. That's how strong their pincers are. So a lot of it is said that she was, like, basically died on this island and then was, like, kind of just eaten by these coconut crabs. What? Yeah. All so. right, hold on. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing a quick gen coconut crabs here. Oh, yeah. They're fucking nope, huge, not dude. messing with them. They are huge. And they have an extremely powerful, like, pincer. Dude, those things are massive. I know. I said they can grow up to, like, three feet, dude. That's huge. Okay. So, that's their theory on, you know, like, what could have, like, realistically happened. And it does suck, suck that, like, the guy cremated him because now he could have gone back and done, like, DNA testing. Yeah. And actually gotten, like, a definitive answer. About what happened and everything like that, but that's kind of theory number two. That they they crash land at this island, and uh, you know they they basically just both died and then got yep. eaten by yep. these coconut crabs. Theory number three. This is this is probably the most fun one to talk about. Uh, Amelia Earhart was actually a spy for the U.S. government. What? Getting real deep into this, baby, uh... and this actually has a little bit of legs to it. Uh, so this comes from a guy named Rollin C. Reineck, who is a retired U.S. Air Force colonel, who said that Earhart was actually working for the U.S. government. And so the theory is that Earhart, if she could not find her landing strip, was or landing island that she was supposed to get to, she should basically, on purpose crash land at these islands called the Marshall Islands, which are 800 miles northwest of the island she was trying to get to. Again, going back to theory number one, they said that this is where she could have crashed. Mm -hmm. The reason for this was, at the time, this is right in like the the, basically the start of World War II, 1937. Um, So, their theory is that, that the Marshall Islands under the time were under the rule of Japan. And if Earhart's plane went down, quote-unquote, went down there, the U.S. had a reason to do recon missions over the islands as a way of basically spying on Japan but saying they were looking for Amelia Earhart. However, this didn't go as planned uh, because they said that the Japanese just captured both Amelia Earhart and her navigator and held them captive. So, there's that, like, famous picture that I don't know if you saw, but it's a bunch of, like, Japanese soldiers on, like, an island, and it yep, looks yep, like there's, that. like, Amelia Earhart is in the picture. Um, the, uh, again, this might actually not be as crazy of a theory, because for decades, and, like, pretty much still to this day, the locals of the islands uh, still, like, all say that they witnessed 
Amelia's plane crash onto their island. So you not only have, like, the locals, you have that picture, you have, like, you know, the U.S. basically having any reason to, like, spy on them. Um, but then the part that kind of loses its credibility of this is that after the war, they were just released by the Japanese uh, and just went back to live in America under, like, pseudonyms, basically. Just different names. Well, why? Uh, why? I don't know. That That's, I don't like that part. Because I think I think the reason for that is that the, the the U.S. government didn't want to come out and fully say that Amelia Earhart was like working for them, so their theory was, you know, the Japanese wouldn't keep just two regular people, yeah, you know, captive for so long. They had to like figure out that they were like a spy, and so they held them captive. And rather than being like, oh yeah, the Japanese just held Amelia Earhart, who has no affiliation or reason to be held captive like captive for you know like 10 years or whatever we're just gonna say she died and then we'll give you a new name and you can go on with your life and it got to the point where they i forget the actual name but uh that they said was amelia Earhart. but uh the woman with the actual name because it like again it's a real person that they think is her sued some guy who wrote a book being like this person's actually amelia Earhart, and won so she had, like, definitive proof that was like, yeah, I'm fucking not Amelia Earhart, and you guys just keep saying I am. Huh. Okay. So, it's it's a little bit all over the place. You know, I, it, it is crazy, and this just goes back to, you know, if they did, like, crash, the ocean's fucking nuts, dude. Oh, it's just, it's, it's too so big. big. It's, you don't know anything about it. Dude, like... it scares the fuck out of me. I'm not even gonna lie about it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm on shore and or... Yeah, if I'm, like, in knee-deep water, yeah, dude, I'm fine. But, like, the second we go out on, like, a boat onto the ocean and it's not a cruise ship, I'm like, dude, this is fucking... This scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or when you get to the point where you can no longer see the land. Yeah, obviously. If I can see land, I'm fine. The second I, like, start not being able to see land, that's when I start having panic attacks. Yep, I'm right there with you. Yeah, so I honestly like I don't really know what like happened. I think almost all three of them are somewhat plausible in a way, and I like don't really have any evidence. There's not like damning evidence that points to one over the other. So, I don't know. I guess it just stays a mystery to me. All right. Out of the three potential explanations, one being that she crash landed north, what northwest? Yeah, she crashed in the ocean northwest and just died. Okay. Two being she crash-landed southeast on that other island with the uh, coconut crabs. And three, that she was a government spy. Rank them. The one I want to believe the most is that she was a no, government no, 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 spy. No, 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 Not that you want to. That, well, that's that the one I want to believe. believe. That you actually believe. Rank them. <sighs> I got mine. I just right, want to see how you go first, because like again, like I said, like you could you could honest to God convince me of any three of those. I'm going in this order: one, three, two. Oh, really? I yeah. was going to put two as my number one I because mean, I like I, like that island that I said is it's on that 153 337 line that she said she was on. You know, she's a skilled pilot, so she knows how to turn like basically low tide into a landing strip 
And then yeah. they just kind of got, like, fucked over and was like, yeah, like, my radio's not working or whatever. Like, we crash-landed. Maybe something happens where it doesn't work. And then she's got to survive there with, like, realistically no way of people, you know, getting to her. Right, right. I'm only picking one because the depths of the ocean, like we were just talking about, are too expansive. Yeah, but that's another thing where, like, and again, I would have to do way more research on this because I don't know. But, like, I'm pretty sure sonar... Like, would be able to, like, if they did a sonar sweep, they'd be able to see if there was something down there. Like, you would come, it comes back with, like, it's not just like, yeah, this is just, like, all sand down there. Does it does it go all the way down, like, 20,000 feet? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if, how far down it goes. Yeah. So, like, that would be one thing that I would have to be like, because if, if it does go down that far and they did a sonar sweep, I would just be like, all right, yeah, like, fuck it, nothing's there. That's, that's uh, you know, something for people a lot smarter than us to figure out. Yeah. Like that's, I said, I would love for her to be a government spy. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. If if they would have just never told me that, like, uh, the Japanese just, like, released her and, like, she just went back to live in America, that'd be my number one. Would be that, like, she was a government spy and the Japanese, like, caught her and, like, held her captive and then, like... I don't know, she just, like, went on living there or and or died, I would have been yeah. like, all right, yeah, that sounds, like, pretty believable. But yeah, that's fair. The whole, the whole, like, going back to America and just living out your life, uh, like, with a pseudonym, basically, it's just, like, a different person, I don't think. Um, I'm not in on that. So did you ever give your rankings? <sighs> Tied. All of them. Just all three of them? All of them. Oh, Tied. come on. You gotta, Dude, you gotta there's no, something. like, definitive evidence, like, towards any of them. Dude, I understand that. I'm just saying you gotta rank them for the people. Three, two, one. Ah, okay. And that's based on what I want to happen. What I hope <laughs> happened. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. That was That's Weird Wednesday, Volume 32, Amelia Earhart Edition. Love it. Love it. Learned a lot today. I appreciate the research there, Jack. Hopefully the uh, listeners learn something as well. Um, we'll be back on Friday. Another episode coming your way. Yes, sir. And uh, hope everyone has a great rest of the week. We'll catch you Friday, like I said. In the meantime, you know the deal. Keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone. <laughs>